Well, good morning, everybody. Wonderful to be with you again today. We're going to be thinking about Jesus' baptism and how that relates to a call to ordained ministry, specifically today. And to that end, uh, our scripture is Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Hear now God's living word. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the throng of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts that all would be pleasing in your presence, O God. You who are our rock, you who save us. Amen. We're going to be looking at our text today from a unique perspective. We're celebrating, <coughs> excuse, dry throat. We're celebrating in church today um, what's called Day of Call Sunday, and the Board of Ordained Ministry asks that churches in our conference, the Northern Illinois Conference, find a Sunday sometime this year to celebrate persons who are feeling a call to ordained ministry specifically. Now let me emphasize that everyone has a call that emerges out of our baptism. And no person, you know, no way that we serve God is more holy or closer. The office of ordained ministry is just a different office, uh, a different way of using it. You have a particular set of gifts, and that's where you're called, and that's the best way that you can serve God and the church. And so in this text, you may hear more broadly things about calling, and maybe God is calling you to a, an area that's not ordained ministry, and that's wonderful. Today, though, I really want to focus on those who may be feeling a call to ordained ministry or perhaps someone you know that you see those gifts in and perhaps today's sermon could inspire you to speak a word of encouragement to them. And what we'll see in our text is really, I think, thinking about this question. You know, Jesus' Jesus's life is a model for us in our walk of faith. So as we look at Jesus and how he's baptized today and then how he responds to that, what happens next in his life, how might God, like Jesus before us, how might God be calling each of us into unique forms of service and ministry? So turning to our text, we see that Jesus is baptized, and something really amazing happens right after that baptism. And this is the key of the text for our focus today, that Jesus is baptized by John the, ba the baptizer, and then a voice, the dove, the heavens open, a dove comes down, and then God speaks a word that, you know, it, it's not, I think others can hear it in the passage, it seems like it, but, so, probably a voice that everyone can hear, and says, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. Our callings flow out of our baptism. It's key. When we're baptized, something really amazing and mysterious happens, and we receive spiritual gifts. We believe in tradition, you know, Orthodox Christian theology. And 
these gifts, they're not always apparent right away, but they can emerge in time and be used in amazing ways. Perhaps it's a, a conviction to service out in the world, or perhaps uh, it, it's a gift to, to really be there with people and show compassion when people are going through tough times. And for some, it's a particular gifting to go into ordained ministry. So what we see for Jesus is, in a way, God speaking to him that Jesus is God's son, the beloved, is God saying, you are called to the office of being the Messiah, the one that people were waiting for for generations. And in a way, we can see a connection there to the clergy, of those who make that commitment to a complete giving of their lives vocationally to the church, but also to every aspect of their lives to the ministry, because it really is a kind of holistic commitment, ministry as a pastor, is never just a job. It is a calling and a way of life. But we can see a connection there. But for all of us, as we are later in today's worship, we have our remembrance of baptism ritual, to be thinking about what gifts did I receive at my baptism? How maybe years later have I seen those gifts emerge and develop? Do I have maybe a unique set of gifts that equip me for the ordained ministry, or is there someone else that out of their baptism, they have those gifts, and I could encourage them in that walk. Part of the idea of Day of Call Sunday is for the clergy to share their call stories, and in hopes that it, maybe God can speak through that story and connect with your stories or someone you know. So it's with that in mind that I share mine, and in a way it's mixed in with my father's, and, and he's recently been entering the ministry. And as I share this, just something to, to think about um, is how there can be barriers that immediately make us think, oh, I can't go into the ministry. There's no way that I could do that. Or, and, you know, maybe another calling outside of ministry, but particularly for the ordained ministry. That, that's too much of a roadblock. I can't get past it. So be thinking about that. Well, my calling began back in high school. And I met a pastor named Arthur Landwehr, who's now since peace uh, passed. And he was uh, the pastor at Grace UMC Naperville, my home church. And I, I really, after he passed away, uh, it, it was kind of the culmination of a relationship. I saw the many ways that God moved through his ministry to touch so many lives. And a seed was planted in my heart. Well, I didn't know that as I was beginning to explore a call to ministry, my dad was also considering a call as well. You see, his call began back when he was a teenager, Different life circumstances precluded him from pursuing it. He went into business and lived out his faith in the business world. But that calling was always there. But then my brother passed away when I was eight years old. And it was devastating to the whole family, as anyone would imagine. But for my father, it caused him to disconnect in many ways from the church and to put aside that calling. But then in a way that none of us could have anticipated, God worked through my own calling to then help my dad reconnect to the church. And in time, uh, people like Bishop Jung, our last bishop, and also um, now the senior pastor at Grace is Cindy Marino, who is pastor here, and Dick Wisdom is the, Diet, the district superintendent of the Aurora District, where the church is placed. And the two of them, uh, they worked on my dad once they were in that area, and they saw gifts in him and encouraged him to consider becoming a local pastor and to focus on helping people uh, to connect into the church, a lot of new members. So put his story on hold for a little bit. So, going back to mine, I, I go to uh, undergrad, and I'm thinking, you know, I want to be a doctor. That was my initial point, but I was really wrestling with my low vision and what that, whether that would prevent me from being a doctor. And 
Even with all of our technology today, I think it would have, um, because you need so much detail to see. But I hit this point, I was in the chapel one day, and there was a guest organist playing, and the most amazing thing happened by God's grace. I felt a word come into my heart, and God speak to me and say, this was my parting of the heavens, and say, Scott, you know, lay down your nets and follow me, like we see in Matthew 4, 19, of Simon and Peter laying down their nets and following uh, Christ. And I felt in that moment that I needed to go in the next day and drop my major, become a philosophy English major, and uh, prepare myself for seminary. That was a culmination of years of reflection, and I was terrified. That's also uh, many clergy who will share with you their story. It's often, I was scared at this point. I didn't know how, I was get, how God was going to do that because of my low vision and what that would mean. But people came along me at the side, including my parents, and said, Scott, God is going to make a way for you. And technology emerged, things like the iPad, Uber, all these things that solved so many of the, the practical issues uh, helped me to enter into ministry. Well, my dad now, here, I'm in ministry here with all of you, and Cindy and Dick, they're working on him, and his hang-up was age. He said, I'm 66 years old. How uh, He just turned that, so by 65 when this began. And this is where we see that people are living so much longer today, Right? And there was a time years ago when people didn't live as long, and age would prevent you from pursuing a call to ministry. But now, my dad is sitting here after retiring from business saying, I could live another 25 years. So he's, in, he's now going to seminary at Dubuque Theological Seminary, and that was a scary experience for him to consider doing that, but he's worked it out. And now he's even considering in time becoming a deacon in the United Methodist Church after he finishes his Master of Divinity degree. Friends, I don't know what may be on your heart saying, I can't do that, or this loved one I'm thinking of. There's no way that they could do that, pursue that calling because of this or that. But God can work in incredible ways that we can't even foresee. And sometimes incredible moments can happen when the heavens open and there's clarity, and then we need to have that courage to pursue that calling. Maybe you have a moment like that that's happened in your life, or maybe one is to come. But whenever that does happen, follow it. Have that courage to follow that calling that's on your heart. You know, I, I close with just one simple reflection that was critical in my own calling to ministry. And that was, uh, you know, after that time in the chapel, I had another powerful experience and kind of the heavens opening again for me. And I felt God say to me, Scott, if you don't pursue this calling, it's not that it, God was very clear. It's not that I need you, because I don't think God needs any of us. God wants us, wants to use us in our gifts. But God said there's a unique contribution that you can make because of just who you are. Friends, all of us, regardless of where God is calling us, have unique contributions. God doesn't need us. The Spirit can move in incredible ways. But God wants desperately to use each of us for powerful forms of service in this world and to guide others into faithfulness, regardless of whether that is in a lay capacity or clergy. So I say, have that courage to follow that calling, whatever it is. And if you are feeling a call to ordained ministry or know someone who is, talk to the clergy. There's a beautiful process the United Methodist Church has to help discern that call, and we would love to partner with you in that process. Let us, as a community of faith, celebrate how the Holy Spirit has moved through generation after generation, and especially in this church even, to lift up clergy time and again to prepare the church for the next generation that is to come. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.